has finally sprung. And spring is also a time of gardening. I, I'm a gardener. I love to garden. There's something about gardening. And I found a little book this week that's called Wisdom from the Garden. And for the next couple of weeks, I want to give you a couple of tidbits of wisdom out of the garden, since gardening is now in full swing. Here's the two tidbits for today. The one who plants a garden plants happiness. Wouldn't you say that's true? Yeah. The other one is this, flowers are sunshine, food, and medicine to the soul. Yes, that's true too, isn't it? Well, so good to be with all of you today. And uh, this morning's passage is a very powerful passage uh, because of its imagery. It's the beautiful imagery of Jesus as the shepherd, as the shepherd. And, uh, and then we, what, what, John does is he adds some descriptors to the to Jesus as shepherd, like uh, as the good shepherd. That's what we usually think of on this Sunday as the good shepherd Sunday. Uh, the good shepherd, because the good shepherd is good to us. He leads us, he feeds us, he protects us, and he loves us. All those who have been entrusted to his care. And then another term is chief shepherd. Jesus is our chief shepherd, and as the chief shepherd, he entrusts shepherding to others as well. And I guess that's what I really want to hit on this morning is one of the, one of the groups of people that Jesus entrusts to shepherding, and that is mothers. Mothers, yes. Motherhood is truly a partnership with God. It, it really is. Here's something interesting about mother that I, I think you need to know as we begin looking at this this morning, is that the cultural definition of mother is changing rapidly today. I mean, it's going breakneck speed in terms of changing such a powerful word. Um, this week, what I did was I did a little word search on the web about what is the definition of mother in modern day terms. Boy, was I surprised. Well, here's the one I want to share with you. And this is, it's three words, mother, the definition of mother, the gestational parent, the gestational parent. Now, could you imagine celebrating gestational parents day to day? I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Well, no, see, mothers are a lot more than that. They're a whole lot more than that. And uh, see, we have to be careful as Christians that uh, our source of authority of how we define things is based upon the Holy Scriptures and upon the tradition of the church. Cultural definitions, sometimes they don't meet, they don't match. And when they don't, well, we go to the source as a Christian. And our source is the Holy Scriptures and it is the tradition of the church. So what I want to do is give you a definition of a mother in all of her splendor and glory as it is defined in the Holy Scriptures and by the church. And here it is. Mother, a woman who points her children to God by praying for them, modeling faith and character, and training them in wisdom. Now, I can celebrate that. You know, I really can't celebrate that today. That's what we're, one of the things we're here to celebrate today. Uh, here's another interesting fact about the scriptures and mother, motherhood. 
Actually, uh, the scriptures are pretty brief when it comes to defining the, the massive role of motherhood in the definition that I just gave you. It's, I find that very interesting. Uh, but there's a lot of things within, that are interwoven in the scripture that uh, all, but uh, they may not be specific to motherhood, but boy, they sure are specific to being a mother in the world today. So what I want to do is intersperse looking at both of those. First of all, some of the, uh, what you might call, some of the characteristics or challenges of motherhood today, and then look at the biblical definition of motherhood. All right, are we ready? All right. First thing is this, be the mother that God made you to be. Be the mother God made you to be. Now, mothers come in all different sizes, types, shapes, sounds, you name it. I know, from what I know of you, you all are very different, and that's good. See, God's not boring. That's one thing about God. God's very creative. He has a, a sense of creativity. He's not a cookie cutter. He's not cutting out moms, you know, and doing it that way. That would be boring. But uh, what he does is he's very creative. And what you as a mother have to do is to be the mother that God made you to be. That's, that's really important. Now, if you do a, a scripture study, go into the scriptures and study mothers, you'll find uh, there are several examples of mothers. And, and boy, they're very different. I mean, they, they truly are. There's Sarah, you know, the mother of Isaac. Um, there's Rebecca. There's Hannah, the mother of Samuel. There's Elizabeth, the mother of John. And then, of course, the premier example is Mary. See, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And while these women are very similar in some aspects, no two are alike. They really aren't. And so if you really want to be the mother that you're called to be, there's two things, two words that you need to know, and you need to live them. And here they are. Know yourself. Know yourself. Do you know yourself, moms? Do you know who you are? I bet you do. I bet most of you do. Uh, know yourself. That's, that's wisdom to the max. What it means is just be the mother that God made you to be. Uh, and th this is really important to be who you are. You know, remember, not all, not mother, mothers are not alike. They're very different. And God made you that way and affirm that and, and rejoice in that. Uh, but here's the, here's the beautiful thing about knowing yourself. And being who you are as a mother, this is the nugget. When you are who you are, you will be more relaxed with yourself. And when you're more relaxed with yourself, you're more relaxed with your children, aren't you? You know, there's a sense of calm about you because, hey, I'm just who I am. I'm not this person and I don't do it this way. I'm just who I am that God made me to be. And when you do that, there's peace. The second thing, moms, discard the super mom image. Oh, there's so much pressure out there today about what it means to be a mother, isn't it? So much pressure that we've adopted a word for it, a buzzword, called super mom. You ever heard that one? Super mom? Are you a super mom? Huh? Uh, well, because mothers care. See, mothers care. Because they care, they love their children 
and all of those good things, they try to be a super mom to their children. And I've seen many mothers who uh, in attempt to be a super mom literally drag themselves, who literally run themselves into the ground, running themselves ragged, trying to be something that nobody can achieve. Do you find yourself to be that way sometimes? What's your schedule like? You got lots of time on your hands, huh? Moms to these little kids. I bet you don't have a minute. You know, uh, that's the reality of parenting. That's the reality of being a mom. But uh, what you have to do is to realize that's just part of the. That's just part of it. And remember this: you've seen the super, the movie Superwoman, haven't you? Well, remember this: Supermom is a fictional character, just like Superwoman or Superman. They don't exist. That's all in our mind. That's that's marketing for you. That's somebody trying to sell you something. Uh, it doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. They're not real. Uh, what you are is who you are. And you're limited by time and space and all of these different kinds of dimensions. So throw away this super mom image. But you may come retort to me, and that's good if you want to. Uh, what about Proverbs 31? How many of you know Proverbs 31? Well, it's, it's, it's a powerful book, a chapter in the Bible, and it talks about the, uh, the qualities of a noble mother and wife. And boy, are they up there on the scale. I mean, you know, this lady does everything. She brings home the bacon, she fries it in the pan. You know, they, remember that commercial? She can do it all. Well, uh, and she does the same thing with her mother. Well, is that reality? Well, thank God for the wisdom of Solomon because what he does in the 29th verse, he sort of puts all that into perspective because nobody could be that person. I've never met one that comes close to, close to that kind of person. But, and this is why. He, he says it. He, he cleans it up here in verse 29. He says that there are many virtuous and capable mothers in the world but you surpass them all. Here's another translation. Many mothers have done excellently, but you surpass them all. See, what's Solomon setting here? He, he's setting a bar. We all need bars, don't we? We all need goals that we need to shoot for. But reaching it, well, that's another thing. See, you can be a virtuous and a capable mother. You can be a noble mother and still not make it to the bar. Remember that. Shoot for the bar, but don't obsess about hitting the bar. Just be who you are. I think if you just do what you can, do things that are noble for your children, I truly believe this. God will honor that. God will honor that because that's all you can do. I mean, you really can't do anymore. We like to think we can, but you can't. Uh, and that's really the message of several of the saints. I, I like the saints, you know that. Uh, and it's this. Do what's important and leave the rest to God. You can't do it all. Do what's important and leave the rest to God. And when you do that, guess what it does? It calms you down. And when you're calm, we go back to that golden nugget again. When you're easy on yourself, you'll, you won't be stressed out around your children. You'll be, you'll be pleasant 
to be around. And that's, that's really, you really, you accomplish more by doing less. That's a, that's a, that's a statement of wisdom. You accomplish more by doing less. That's for definitely for sure. Throw away the supermom image. The third thing is don't live in the regrets of the past. Mothers love and care for their children. I, that's one thing that's very obvious that I've seen down through life. And because of that, it's not unusual for mothers to beat themselves up over mistakes that they've made with their children in the past. Mom, I want you to stop right here on that one. This is an important one. So I've seen people miserable, just walk right out of misery because they feel like they did this and they did that, whether they made mistakes. Hey, we've all made mistakes. We all have made mistakes. Every one of us here. There's no perfect one. Isn't that what Jesus said? The one who's without, the, without sin cast the first stone. Well, none of them could do it. Why? They were because we all have mistakes, and it's the same way with mothering. So here's what you have to do. Here's something that you need to think about, Mom, if you're carrying around guilt and shame about the way something, mistakes that you made with the children. It's this. What would Jesus say to you about the situation? What would Jesus say to you about the mistakes that you've made with your children? Well, I think I know what he would say. He would say, forget them and let them go. Don't you think? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Forget them and let them go. I mean, that's why we're here celebrating Easter today, isn't it? Easter's all about life, right? That's why we're here celebrating it. Uh, the sacrifice of Jesus is more, more than adequate to cover all of our mistakes. The fourth thing is to affirm life. Affirm life. What's, what does Eve literally mean? Eve literally means the mother of life. That's what it means. And I can't think of anyone who epitomizes life more than mothers. I, I, you know, I really, I really can't. See, mother gives life to their children. A mother, uh, she's seen firsthand the miracle of birth. So, she understands life. And I think one of the greatest witnesses and testimony to life are mothers. So mothers, I want to encourage you to go around affirming life, beginning from the very moment of conception until the very last breath that someone draws. Affirm life. The fifth thing is to form your children in the faith. Now this one gets back to the what you might call the specific biblical definition of what a mother is. This, is. this is your role. What is that? Pray for them, model faith and character, and train them in wisdom. Now that's really important. I, I like the, the words of Moses as the people of Israel were about to cross over into the promised land. He put, gathers them all together to give them the final word that they need to remember to take with them into the promised land. And he has a word for mothers. He has a word for mothers. And here's the word that he has for mothers. Teach your children and your children's children the ways of the Lord. That's the message to mothers. That's important, isn't it? To form your children in the faith 
And I like uh, what goes along with that in the first chapter of Proverbs. We hear these words, child, do not forsake your mother's teaching. See, that's the importance of mother's teaching. See, that's really important. Now, mom, there's a real sense of guilt here, particularly when you get older. But I've seen in a lot of moms that this is one of those, another one of those things we need to throw away. Yes, you're responsible. You make that commitment when you baptize, your child is baptized to bring them up in the life of the faith. That's true. But you're not responsible for what they do with it. That's where moms really hurt. It's like I was a failure. You know, my child doesn't believe in, you know. No, that's not what God asks us to do. What does he ask us to do? Form him in the faith. That's all he asks us to do. Leave the results up to me, God says. That's what the Holy Spirit's about. Don't carry around that guilt. I know so many of you do. Uh, you carry that guilt with you. And here's a great way to find strength in, this, in managing this faith formation responsibility. Draw upon the strength of Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, informing your children. Mary, she's great, isn't she? There's, there's tremendous strength and encouragement from walking with the mother. With the mother, why? Because she wants to help you. She really does. Draw upon the strength of Mary. You know, it really makes Mary happy when you do that. You don't have to go it alone in this life as a mother. You really don't. Final thing is this, pamper yourself today. All right, can you do that? Pamper yourself today, mom. What's some of the simple pleasures of life that you enjoy? Well, think about it and go and go ahead and give yourself permission to do some of those things this weekend. That's really, really important. Celebrate being a mother, you know, not a perfect mother because they don't exist, but just celebrate being a mother today. You deserve it. And family, family that's here, don't forget to pamper your mom as well. That's really important. What have you got planned today? I, uh, the little servers last night, I asked them, they're twins, and they're just, they're amazing little kids. I, you know, I said, asked the best, I said, what are you doing for your mom for Mother's Day tomorrow? And they said, we're baking her a cake. And I thought, man, that's really cool. I really like that. See, they know what they're going to do. What are you going to do today? What are you going to do today to show your love and appreciation for Mother's Day? i Went and bought two dozen roses and picked up the Palazzari's pizza last night to watch the derby. That's what we did. And it was a lot of fun. You know, simple things, but what a difference it makes. People love to be appreciated, don't they, for what they do. So show that appreciation. God bless all mothers.